We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. It's great to be with you on this Friday, November 3. We got a busy weekend this uh, weekend. We got some bucks. We got the Badgers. They got Indiana. We got the Packers. They got the Rams. And baseball news starts to trickle in. And out now that the World Series is done, which I want to talk about for a second. Not necessarily baseball, but uh, my my reaction to reactions. I need to, I need to, I want to expose myself to you guys. Not like in an alley with Q kind of situation, but I want to expose my deep, dark secrets or just the way that I think I might feel about something. And it'll probably be irrelevant, but I do I do have that thought. So that's a sexy tease. Also, I'm not even sure if this right now that I'm saying will end up being part of the podcast. I hope that it is. This is my fourth crack at starting the episode. The first time I did it, I was trying to do it in my living room and it was it's just too open. Audio was bad. Second time I had to do it because I had shit internet again. I still I gotta call ATT. Why am I waiting? And then the third time was I got a text that I had to respond to instantly. So there's been three previous editions of this that I've already stopped and deleted. And I, I tell you that because every single time I started by going, Good morning, everybody. Oh, I should have done that the other day. I thought that was good enough content to do four four times and to publish it. I thought I just, I cannot, people must have the good morning, everybody. You must get it. I couldn't resist. It was, it was deep within me and I had to get it out. Okay. So there you are. There you are. I saw, I follow some of these guys down in uh, Dallas, down at the fan there. I forget if it's 105.3 or 103.3 or nobody ever knows. People people would always bring me on. Oh, we got Bart Winkler from uh, 12.50.07, the fan. What the fuck? Come on, just close enough. You don't, you don't correct him. You don't be like, well, actually, it's, a, it's, it's 105.7.1075. You don't, you don't correct him because no one cares. They don't care. Their audience doesn't care. You don't care. So I don't know. 
but it's uh, Shannon RJ. I'm pretty sure. And I see what they've been tweeting during this Rangers World Series run. And it's been, you know, it's fun. It's always fun when you sort of know someone or have talked to someone or other people in radio. It is fun to see how they react towards championships. And and we we know because we've had championships. We had a championship. The Bucks won. And we've been a part of Packer championships. And I think the Bucks won, obviously, that was, that was when I was working in radio, and that's when I can identify the most. But you, you look at them celebrating, and you think back to when you were celebrating and see how they're doing things and think about how you did things and see how their fans are reacting, thinking about how, how the fans here reacted. So it's kind of neat to follow. I saw a lot of video on what would have been Wednesday night when the Rangers won the World Series. And there were a lot of fans, like, just unbridled emotion. Like, this was what they were waiting for their whole life, where the Rangers won a World Series, and it was it was the culmination of everything they've ever wanted as a sports fan. And if you're in Dallas and you like all the Dallas teams, I have no idea what the Stars have been up to, so that doesn't count. But the Cowboys probably have not won in a long time in your lifetime, maybe when you were a boy. Uh, maybe there's a, a lot of Dallas fans that don't remember that. Maybe it's just so long ago. The Mavs got that title. But, you know, you want a championship so bad. And so I think what happens is we kind of bunch our teams together a little bit. I've often said that the Bucks winning wasn't just an expression of joy because we saw our Bucks win. It was because we saw someone win. The Bucks, for better or for worse, they were carrying the weight of all the other teams' playoff failures. At least to me, it might be different to other people, but at least to me, when I saw the Bucs make that run, they were carrying the failures of the Packers, of the Brewers, of the Wisconsin Badgers, the year they were ranked uh, in the college football playoff for a little bit, or even the basketball team. And they were carrying the failures of their own, of their own failures. So when they won a championship, it's not just this team I never, ever, ever thought growing up would ever win a championship or even be like in contention. I mean, do you remember freaking out when we got our first like TNT game in 10 years? I was like, holy shit, we're, we're actually in the league. We actually exist. Wow. And then to be a title contender and then to win a championship, it's so much joy. And I remember, obviously um, I could share videos. I got a bunch from that night where I'm like, I'm like crying. I'm just like so emotional. The last few minutes of the Bucks winning a title, I was in disbelief and I didn't, I, I wouldn't let myself celebrate. My body couldn't, I tried, but my body couldn't celebrate until it actually went final. So I knew we were good and it was just, and then, and it was just like emotion. It's, you know, you're a sports fan and you spend a lot of time on something. And then when the, the thing happens that you aren't ever sure is going to happen, or you always wanted to happen or both, there's a lot of emotions there. So when I saw Rangers fans celebrating, I kind of thought like of all the other teams that they root for and the Rangers had not won a world series. So this is a big deal, obviously for them. And then it's easy to think right away to the Brewers. And I saw some of these Rangers fans down on their knees, crying in tears. Can't believe it. And I don't know. And I and I, I say this now, and if it ever happens, I'm sure uh, it'll be blasphemy. 
but I don't know that I would react. I don't I don't know what I'm saying is I don't think that the way I reacted when the Bucks won, I don't feel I would react that strongly if the Brewers ever won a World Series. Even though the Brewers have been a love of mine forever, even though you know it does seem impossible, even though there's been a lot of hardship, I don't know that I would ever like would I be giddy and cry and would I be at a level of disbelief? Cause I think. Like, I don't want to reference sex necessarily, but it's it's like, God, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I always think of Shaney's kids in the car. It's a, Dan, Dan, fast forward a minute, two minutes. Dan Shaney, YouTube stream. Check out all our great videos. But. You know, uh, there's something you have your first moment of. And then, sure, it gets better and you're better at celebrating those moments. But the first, the you know, you can only have, you can only, you can only do something for the first time for the first time. And so I'm a little nervous as a Buck, as a Brewers fan, that I won't give them my full joy if the brewers ever won a world series would i really give them my full joy or did i already use some of that joy when the bucks won now packers are irrelevant from this and i you know you got there's a probably a lot of this that's disagreed with and i'm just saying this from my perspective there's probably a lot that's disagreed with i don't think you can ever have too many super bowls so if we want a super bowl every year I would celebrate it like it was the feels like the first time every year. You can never have enough Super Bowls. Super Bowls is a different thing. It is a different thing. For me, this is again, this is just how I feel. You may be different. And I I I I would like to hear some responses. This could be a good Carl's Place voicemail over the weekend that I could circle back to next week about um what i'm saying here but i think if the brewers won obviously i'd be pretty pumped up and i'd get more into it like i'm so detached from the thought of the brewers ever winning a world series right now that if this if they won the world series on wednesday night i'm sure it'd be going crazy and i'm just thinking to this because i'm way i like a i'm a i'm 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 a thirty thousand foot view here i'm thinking oh look at look at those ants down there how can they ever how can they ever be you know that that's just that's just like where i'm at but i i wonder because the bucks it was a first it was a first brewers or bucks and i don't know if uh if if the brewers i just i just see these rangers fans maybe you have to see the same videos that i'm looking at to look at them and, I, and i'm not thinking they're weird i don't think they're wrong i don't i don't make fun of them i don't mock them i just look at them and i think i don't know that that's me i don't know that that would be me it would have been me in 2018 and probably 2019 and probably every time until the Brewers uh, or at least until the Bucks won the championship. I think when the Bucks won the championship, I think it like, I think it future spoiled my enjoyment of when the Brewers won a world series. I know this is a hypothetical, but I watched some of these Rangers fans and I'm just like, I don't know that I would feel that way about my baseball team. And I'm a little down on baseball right now because um, I think the playoff structure is messed. And the Brewers, 
this year just over and over. This is getting really like this sucks. Bites of the apple is you don't wish that upon your worst enemy. This blows actually when you don't win. All these other teams have bit the apple. Like the Brewers have the right strategy. It's just it works for every other team except for us, which is the most cruel. We did this thing. This is our thing. Try to get hot. Bites of the apple. Be just good enough to get in and then anything goes. And all these other teams are succeeding. And that's why it does suck when they make a big run after they beat us. Diamondbacks go to the World Series. Nationals, Braves, all these teams go to the World Series. That does suck a lot. I'm just wondering, I guess what I'm wondering here is, Will I celebrate, if the Brewers ever win a World Series, will I celebrate it the same way I would have if the Bucs had not won an NBA championship? More thoughts on this in a minute. Do want to tell you guys about Tupelo Honey. I've been talking about these guys this week. I'm so excited to have them on board, and I can't wait to get uh, down there. They are at the corner of Clyburn and Broadway. You can check them out. They're near the public market. Brunch this weekend might be a good spot if you can get out there. Uh, for some brunch there's brunch places that you may know of or that you've gone to before where you've had to wait you know an hour and a half and oh shoot i forgot to reserve and now we're screwed now what do i do and you know you're getting like a half-cooked bagel from somewhere else and just trying to have the experience if you want the experience of a brunch and you don't want to have to wait super long or at all go to tupelo honey you can make a reservation for noon on saturday Show up at noon and you'll get seated right away. Okay. You don't need to like, well, it's at noon, but I'll get that. You, 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 you make your reservation. You get there. They are open for brunch, 9 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. We're talking the Southern Hospitality Mimosa. This is champagne, pineapple juice, peach nectar. They've got plenty of things that are booze free with their Southern sodas uh, for the kids or for a lot of people that listen. I do, I, I, I do feel like, you know, when you like drink, you're like, I'm dr- I drink because everyone else is, everyone else drinks. I'm cool. I feel like a lot of you guys went sober on me. Well, more for me. You can also check out at Tupelo Honey the uh, chicken waffles with sriracha honey, the old school breakfast bowl in the cast iron skillet. So uh, get down there, check them out, show me your pictures. Tupelo Honey, Bart's Big Breakfast is available been a while okay bring it back Mm? just saying i'm not saying i'm just saying but check them out tupelohoneycafe.com tupelohoneycafe.com we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, more just on my thoughts about a championship and winning a, a title. I, I think so. I'm trying to think like how I will. I said Super Bowls. You can never have enough Super Bowls. The Bucks winning an NBA championship. If I could pick right now, and I don't want to get myself in trouble here. I do not want to get myself in trouble because there's this one guy I think I blocked him years ago, but it was it, like, I don't know. I said one thing a long time ago where I ranked what I would want. And I think I put Packers Super Bowl and then I put USA winning a world cup. USA winning a world cup would be an immensely great moment in my life. I, I'm not going to downplay from that. That seems impossible. The USA men winning a world cup. Does not even seem like it's ever possible. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to the moon for 10 minutes and come back. Like that, it's not feasible. That it's so, it's so impossible that if the USA ever won a world cup, the journey to get there would culminate in me crying like a, like a, like a person who cries. So I shouldn't. But every time the Bucs would win or I'd talk about, oh, I can't, I want the Bucs to win a title. This guy would be like, oh, you said, yes, I did say that. What do you want? Me to take it back? Fuck you. If the USA men ever won a World Cup, I don't even know. I mean, that would be, that would be bonkers. I don't even know how I would react. I might want, I, I might say that I would want a Bucks championship. If I could pick right now Bucks championship or Brewers World Series. I might be an asshole and say Bucks championship again because I want another one. And with with football, like you want a Super Bowl. Super Bowl means everything. Like I said, the NBA, it's much more personal. It's just so the NBA is so personal. Everything about it is so personal. And I don't feel the same like that in baseball. Again, you may be different. I'm just talking about me. But when it comes to the NBA, every time we lose to the Celtics or lose to the Sixers, I take that shit so personal, okay? And even when, like, even when, like, uh, Bucks fans are doubting their team, right? I take that shit so personal. The way that people are acting about Adrian Griffin's 2-2 two and two start I take, I take it very personal and Adrian Griffin might be bad. He might be bad. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Like, if you think, ah, I've seen four games and Adrian Griffin, I, I think he might be bad. The same way I am with Jordan love. I think 
you need to let these takes like you need to see it happen for a while. I don't know if Adrian Griffin's bad. The first four games show you some things that you don't like and that you probably shouldn't like, especially defensively. And not saying that they were going to go undefeated the whole season, but I mean, we got Damian Lillard. Can we, can we be a little better? And everyone says their defense is going to be a liability. No, no. And really the defense liability, it's not just because Drew left the, the schemes, the aggressiveness, maybe, maybe the way that Adrian Griffin wants to attack on defense isn't going to fly with this group. I mean, Lopez is getting exposed. Again, I'll have boots on the ground, my own boots, Friday night, NBA Cup. I will be there, ready to go. Can't wait for it. Very excited uh, to see this in action. I still think it is just too early. If you, like, what I told uh, somebody was, if you think Adrian Griffin is not the guy, you should not give birth to that thought yet. It still needs to be inside. It's a fetus. It's like an egg. I mean, maybe it just met up with a sperm. This is a very, it's it's so early in the process. It's like the minute after your wife is pregnant or whoever, she goes, I'm pregnant. And you go, our kid's an asshole. Uh, how do you know? How can you, how can you make a determination? It's so young. Paul Henning had a tweet on Wednesday night. Wes Eden's better keep sending those salary checks to Terry Stotts. Maybe there's a reason that 14 teams passed on giving Griffin a head coaching job. This is getting ugly fast. We've had a camp preseason and championship veteran roster to misuse the talent. This bad is alarming. I quote tweeted that and said, fast forward to a month from now when Henning acts like the bucks winning the NBA cup is, uh, like finding the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And I don't know if maybe not everybody here knows Paul Henning. He was part of the save our bucks campaign. I've actually met and worked with Paul. We did a save our bucks show together. Um, you know, we see each other, we say, hi, Paul blocked me. I'm just realizing I had to go look at that tweet on someone who texted to me. I just went to go look, Paul blocked me. Paul and I did a save our bucks show together. We invite him to the studio. Give him airtime. I host with him. We always had that linked. And wow, Paul Henning blocked me. Wow. What, what, wow. Amazing. Amazing. I'm finding this out live. This is raw reaction to Paul Henning blocking me. But this is very emotional stuff. And if you know, if like, if you, you know that Henning would be the first one acting like the Bucks winning the NBA Cup is the greatest fucking thing that ever happened in his life. You know that. I'd, he'd be like, I didn't think it would be this way. New sentence. This is incredible. New sentence. Championships are good no matter how you get them. New sentence. Another championship for my Bucks. I would have never, like, he would be all emotional and poetic about it. I know, and you know he would. And he knows he would. That's why he blocked me. That's why. All right. Henning, speaking of the NBA Cup, here's a voicemail from Matt in the Falls on the Carl's Place voicemail line, carloft.com backslash Bart. Check out the golf simulators. What I did see, one of those Rangers fans I mentioned, I did see 
um, one of them was watching the game on a golf simulator screen. Now, I don't know if that was Carl's or not. He does ship them nationwide, but you can do that too. You can put the game on your uh, simulator screen. You can put it on and put it in a little corner and golf while you're watching the game. Lots you can do with that. Again, all I'm asking is to go to carlovt.com backslash Bart and like look, just check it out. A lot of cool stuff. So here's Matt. Hey, Bart. It's me. Um, so it's Thursday. I hear the uh, NBA in-season tournament thing starts tomorrow. Um, I only know this because of your show. Um, I don't really know anything about the in-season tournaments because I think it is such a dumb idea um, that I have refused to look it up and figure out how it works and what anything about it. Um, but I do care enough to call in and ask for just a quick uh, overview for the show tomorrow uh, in the morning so I can just kind of you know, take it in and get ready because I, I, I don't care enough to look it up and read about it, but I just care enough to, you know, make the effort to listen to other people speak about it. You see what I'm saying? So thanks in advance, buddy. Have a good one. Well, you missed, uh, you must've missed Q's great breakdown, uh, on it the other night. And, uh, you can, you can go find that or I'll, uh, here, I'll tell you about the NBA cup from what I understand, from what I understand. There are three groups of five. The Bucks are in a group, obviously. If you win your group, you go to the next round, and then I think it's one wild card because then they take – so these games are happening Tuesday and Friday the rest of the month. They count as regular season games, and they count for the cup. So they count for the regular season game. Whatever happens, if the Bucks lose, they're two and three. If they win, they're three and two. Then it also counts in a different standings for the NBA Cup. And then they'll look at who the top four teams are in each thing. They play a quick little tournament. Um, championships in Vegas on a Saturday in December. NBA Cup. That's that's what I understand. So I, I think to win the NBA Cup or to advance, you're going to need to win your group. Probably win three of the four games. It's going to be tough to get a wild card if there is only the one. I think. Um, again, that's as far as I'll go. And then if anybody else wants to elaborate further, I don't want to look it up either, but I would be willing to listen to another person uh, look it up and kind of extend this game of telephone with with Matt in the Falls here. But again, no matter what happens on Friday, that game counts. That game counts. They're either going to win or lose, and it will count in the standings. So it will count. They're wearing their blue uniforms, the new ones which they're trying to be like, hey, look, this patch of gravel is actually your heads from the Deer District. Okay, nice stretch. And a new court. And again, I will uh, be boots on the ground for that coming up on Friday. Check out happyplacehemp.com. Promo code is BART, 25% off every order when you get happyplacehemp.com. Oh, what a difference. What a difference. Monday night, couldn't sleep. Came home. After a post-game show, 11.30, went to bed, could not fall asleep, maybe fell asleep at 2.30, in and out all night, awful dreams, never want to dream again, terrible night. Wednesday, come home, two of the CBD CBNs, play on my phone a little bit, 30 minutes later, honk she, honk she, I'm out, get up later to pee, go back to bed. Bladder's getting a little weird. What else problem? 
I have all these little problems. My health is like massive. Like my health is like a car when it's got like the engine light on. It's like just enough of a pain where it's not healthy, but certainly not ready to call it a junker yet. That's my health. But they helped me sleep. And uh, on Thursday night, probably uh, Delta 9 and watch an episode of Loki. I think that'd be a good call. Happyplacemp.com promo code is BART. Get all the gummies of your choosing. You can check and browse and see what they have. Some without the THC as well, the THC free ones. Also good for uh, pets. They've got the the spray, the, the, the tincture. If you want to try that, uh, there's just a bunch of different things. Again, check out the website, happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART, 25% off. And we had someone ask the other night from Green Bay, and so I'll do a better job of communicating it. But, yeah, you can get them delivered wherever you are. And they'll ship it to you free, and it comes very, very quickly. 25% off every order, every time. So check some out. This is the way to do it. Either order everything right away that you know you're going to like or get a sampler, try it, then go with a bigger order. But you can still use the same code. 25% off promo code is BART, happyplacehemp.com. Brewers making some news now that the season has come to an end. We officially have some guys as free agents. So now it's about do you want these guys back or not? Victor Carantini's a free agent. Sure. Josh Donaldson. I guess, uh, Colin Ray. Yeah. All right. Darren Ruff. Mm, Carlos Santana. Why not? Jesse Winker. LOL. So those guys are free agents officially. Also, apparently Jimmy Hoffa's body might be buried under Hellfair field. So this is a random ass story. Fox 6. Volunteer cold case investigators believe the body of former Teamsters president Jimmy Hoffa could have been buried where Milwaukee County Stadium's third base was, currently paved over outside American Family Field. Um, Why do they think this? Someone called the Case Breakers did this study. There's something with an Ace of Spades card that says Jay Hoffa and then phonetically spells a known mobster, Joe Aupa, ending with third base Milwaukee ballpark, 916.95. I hope it is. I honestly, I, I think we should dig it up. Why, why aren't we digging it up right now? If there's a chance that that body is under there, that's the curse we've all been wondering about. The Brewers are cursed. And this, so if he was buried in 95, that's during that shitty MB Motor Bane logo era. I know some disagree. But if they were buried in 90, that's absolutely the curse. Because you changed the ball and glove logo, and then you buried this guy under third base. Dig it up now. Get his body out there. Throw it in the river. Get it away from me. Get it out. Dig it up. Let's get Geraldo Rivera on it. Fox primetime special. Open that tomb. Come on. The Brewers also made another announcement last week, and they are going to have a winter warm-up fan fest. Now, this time it will be at the uh, Miller High Life Theater, but at least it's not out at a bar. Last year, they're like, oh, I don't know. Do people like the Brewers? Let's Let's have it at a bar and have 500 people line up across the street. 
real dumb. So at least the Brewers are at least pretending to act like a major league team again when it comes to that part of things. So that's good. Okay, uh, no Horvat today. As you may have guessed, uh, no Horvat today. He had some weird DMV situation, so wasn't able to connect with him. We'll try to do that again next week. I am going to uh, air an interview here that I have not yet aired. It's with Bart Lundy, UWM head coach for the Milwaukee Panthers. Got to sit down with him in his office a week ago. Uh, excited to bring that to you. I will just go through my picks here real quick. I would have had the Steelers, Packers. Uh, I think these motherfuckers are going to get a win. But I'm not going to take them to cover at three and a half. Chiefs and Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins in London to get a win. Uh, Falcons, four and a half over the Vikings. Ooh. Uh, I will go with the... Give me the Falcons. Browns, eight-point favorites over the Cardinals. I'd like them to win, not cover. Patriots over the Commanders. Uh, I'll I'll take the three. Saints over the Bears, eight and a half. I take the Bears to cover. Ravens, six-point favorites against the Seahawks at home. I think you might see a Ravens-Lions game again. Seahawks are good, but the Ravens at home against these NFC teams, I don't think they're going to be too concerned. I'll take the Ravens. Texans to lose at home to the Buccaneers. Give me a Buccaneer bounce back. Panthers, two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Colts. Uh, I think the Panthers squeak out another win. I'll take the Panthers at home. Raiders, one-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Giants. Yeah, new head coach, Antonio Pierce. All right, let's go, Raiders. Eagles, three-point favorites at home against the Cowboys. I want to take the Cowboys, but I'll take Philly. Bengals against the Bills, two-point favorites. Bengals are flying high. Bills are rocky. Bills in an upset. And then Jets and Chargers. I'll take the Chargers three-and-a-half-point favorites Monday night against the Jets. All right, let's hear it from Bart Lundy, UWM, men's basketball head coach. Last time we talked in this office, it was a little more chaotic, I think. Not, I mean, it was your first year on the program. You had Purdue in like two weeks. How is it this year compared to then? Probably a lot. You like feel like you're in a home – you you feel like you're home in this office. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think this office was decorated at that time. I don't think I had I'm not sure I, I don't think you had anything that. personal in it. I yeah. think there was the wall boxes were still in here. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's got it's been decorated so that other than that it's still chaotic and we have uh um Providence in Colorado in 3 weeks so. Yeah, so, well I mean that's similar too, but different. But... Yeah. No, no Zach Eady, so no 7-4 <laughs> first-team All-Americans. How do you feel about the team coming in, just broadly generic question? I mean, I think the results you had last year, you know, first-year head coach, and you'd been accustomed to winning 20-some games every season, and you were able to do that again with the Panthers. Um, fan interest gaining throughout the year, like we talked about, but where do you guys feel like you are now in terms of some of the goals that you're hoping to reach as the season progresses? Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to tell. Um, I, I like our team, but it is a different team. You know, it's, uh, that team last year was good. We, we do have some guys that have now developed for a year and I've got guys that have some corporate knowledge, but we still have a lot of, a lot of new faces. So 23 new recruits in two years. So if you could process that, so it's been turnover and finally we have a stable roster. So going forward, um, 
you know, 13 new ones last year, but another, another big group. Um, and so we have 18 guys. So some of those are walk-ons, but uh, you know, it's, it's still a work in progress. So every team's different and uh, I, I like our chances and I like our, what we're doing right now, but we'll see how it translates. It's nice. I think when you were for media day last year, I think it was Angelo and BJ up there with you also a year ago. And that's gotta be nice to have, you know, first year head coach, you get some guys that you might be familiar with, but these are guys that, uh, as you say, they know the program, they know Milwaukee, they know what, what you want. So you don't have to just be the guy that people can lean on. I think players can lean on other players now. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, not, not only that, but only had one guy on staff that had ever coached with me. And uh, we have continuity with the players and we had zero turnover on our staff. So, yeah, I'm a little more comfortable. Uh, I don't know if that translates to wins, uh, uh, you know, and championships and all that. But uh, there's a lot that goes into it. But having having continuity in your program in, in any sport in this day and age is one of the most difficult things. There is a difference if you drive by campus, uh, if you get to be on campus, there's a brand new practice facility, which when you think of, you know, where basketball teams would practice, I mean, it's one thing to practice where, I mean, it's one thing, like I think of like my high school where it's, all right, the basketball's on one side, softball's doing another thing. There might be track in here, um, you know, and whatever. You guys have your own dedicated facility with the women's team for mm -hmm. basketball, your own gym. And I think like, you know, this has been in motion for a while. It's just so much better. It has to be to tell a recruit. And this is where this is going to be. And this is going to be really nice. But then you can be like, come on in and see it. I mean, that yeah. practice facility, I, I don't know, like, does it equate to one win or two wins? It's impossible to tell. But it's got to just be so nice to, to have your own dedicated space. It, it is. And uh, last year and the coaches before me, really did have a challenging situation. Your, your, your description of your high school situation is not exactly what we had to deal with, but not far off. And, uh, you know, we're at the end of the day, we're teachers and that's our, that is our classroom, you know, that's, that's where we teach our players. So having that dedicated space, having, uh, it'd be quiet and uh, nobody running the track around you and nobody hitting baseballs in the corner and nothing against baseball team and the track team, but they're excellent. But, um, yeah, it's, it's fairly distracting. I have trouble keeping their attention to begin with. And, you know, that, that made it, that made it doubly hard. Um, and then, you know, part, part of, um, what we sell our players on is you're going to, the experience we give you is going to be, it's going to be the, um, best you can possibly get. We're going to develop you in every way, uh, on and off the court. And we're going to give you, uh, every opportunity to, to develop into the best you can be that you would get at a Marquette or a Wisconsin. And uh, with this facility, you know, we can live up to that. And, and that was part of my decision to, to come to take this job uh, as I could see that vision. So to see it come to fruition is pretty nice. Do you notice anything with like, obviously the bucks are really good right now mm -hmm. and Marquette's ranked very high. Is there, because basketball and you guys are coming off a 20 plus win season, is there a rising tide situation happening where like you guys are creating your own momentum, but there's also just the momentum of basketball in Milwaukee. Do you feel any of that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, if, if we're, we're exciting to watch, 
we, we are exciting to watch our style. Uh, we got good players. We're super athletic. Uh, but then you can go see the Bucks with Dame and Giannis. Yeah. Our, our, does Milwaukee understand like what we have going right now? No. Uh, and then Marquette is Marquette could win it all. You know, they're they're that good. Well, they have to get through you in the tournament. They'd have to get through us in the tournament. <laughs> but then and then you know, hopefully, you know, that all people in Milwaukee uh feel that and we start to get folks from outside of Milwaukee coming in uh and seeing there's a lot of good basketball. And you know what? We're across the parking lot from each other. You know, it's you could you could spend a week uh in yeah, you know, in that area and see a lot of good basketball. So hopefully people take advantage of it. Hopefully it's a special time in Milwaukee. I know the last time that that our university made a run, uh, there was also a Marquette and a, and a Wisconsin run. Uh, not sure where the Bucks were at that time, but they were bad. They were bad. So so yeah, got more going now. <laughs> yeah, they they were very bad. I think if I remember right. But no, that the when we talked to you in the office last year, we meeting just me, but um, I we talked about like there are pockets of fans that just need they just need to see that the team is competitive and fun and winning and then they'll start to come out a little again uh, a little bit more they'll start to make different nights they'll start to make it a hey what are you doing this weekend oh milwaukee plays i want to go i want to go see the panthers have you noticed that since we kind of talked a year ago about it yeah yeah we uh <laughs> i'll i'll tell you the truth after we talked we had our first home game in the, at the arena, and I looked around at the crowd, and I go, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> what did I do to myself?" Uh, and uh, but by the end, we played. Uh, we actually hosted the quarterfinal here against Wright State, and uh, and it was it was a packed crowd. They're not sure how many fans were here. The students were coming up the back entrances, and there's a, you you saw there's a lot of ways to get up there through this building. It's, it's yeah, a, it's a maze. Uh, so they don't really know how many fans were there, but it was electric and it was great to see. And um, I, I've spent personally spent the entire summer in the city trying to develop relationships with folks. And and now I'm going to turn that to the students and try to start getting the students out. So hopefully with uh, with all of that, we get some synergy and and hopefully Marquette and, and the Bucks and the excitement of basketball helps. Well, I'm going to equate you to Deion Sanders. <laughs> Uh, if you just if you follow me for a minute, because I so what I get my sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Get your hat. What I think about is there's kids, there's students that went to Colorado a couple of years ago as just like a student. Yeah. And the, you know, you want to go to the football game? No, we suck. I don't want to go there. All of a sudden, they're juniors and seniors, and Hollywood is descending on their campus because the football place has become the place to be. So I, I, when I was talking about that, I meant like kind of in the community, but just to give the students something, you know, that they can write in the city, um, be a part of and have some sense of pride and do something like together. I think that is co cool to see, too. And that's I think maybe what you saw throughout the year is, hey, our, the thing, the place I go, we're good. We can yeah. go watch that. Yeah. So you're like the Dion of Milwaukee. Oh. I'll uh, I, I can look at that a few different ways, but I appreciate it. Um, Just don't that, lose games you're supposed to win. Yeah, you got to win games you're supposed to lose. Yeah. So 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 part of the what I've seen at Milwaukee, guys guys like yeah, I don't know how they were when you were here, but through that Bruce Pearl era, 
those are the those are the guys that still come to the games that yeah. still want to be a part of the program because that was their experience they had a he would pearl was Deion sanders then of, of milwaukee and if we can get that magic and that energy coming back and uh but you gotta win you gotta you gotta get it done yeah you know? Dion's only as good as his last game and some sunglasses. So, well, I got to start getting some gimmicks and some sunglasses. <laughs> You're at Colorado. Yeah. You're going there. Yeah. I'm going to have Dion speak to our team before the game. Yeah, there you go. Just give him a call. I will. Um, one thing that has changed in college is, and it's it's been there a little bit, but, you know, you're constantly recruiting is a big part of the job. But more so now with the ability to get in that portal, you almost like every day are sort of recruiting your own guys to stay. And I think, you know, BJ's a guy that people are like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Is, is you know, now you got to kind of fight against that. How much harder has that made your overall job that you're recruiting elsewhere, but you've also got to cultivate a place, which he talked about uh, in the in the media presser is this, you know, it's a sense of home. This is where I want to be. Uh, these guys that uh, connect with them. I would think that's just a whole nother obstacle that maybe you didn't ever foresee when you started coaching. Yeah, it's, it's really difficult. So let's just to give some perspective, here's BJ Freeman, um, who, um, you know, he had a few options, but we might've been his best option, you know, coming out of one year of junior college. Uh, and then six months, eight months later, uh, he's had a good sophomore year. Uh, not only does, you know, people have always tried to poke players out, but before they had to sit out a year and there was no mm-hmm. NIL. So now uh, B.J. Freeman could leave, be eligible next year for a different team. And I can't I won't even get into the specifics of how much money he was offered because people will say, well, <laughs> maybe he should have taken off to, to the point where, I, you know, I have to look at him and say, B.J., I can't tell you what what I would do. You know, so we we create the best situation we can. We give them the best experience. They know we care about them. We're developing them. We've got a long term plan for their success. Uh, and you hope that 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 trumps some of the uh, other other, you know, things that are out there. It's tough. It is tough. I don't uh, envy it, but you seem to have pulled it off with a few of your guys yeah. and bring in more. And it's the constant. There's some kids uh, from Milwaukee. Have you, have you made an effort to to really recruit in city or, or make that more of a priority? Yeah, we're we're really trying. Um, Mark Miller, who is the guru of prep basketball, he's here today uh, for our media day, and and we are uh, uh, we got Larry Davis to come back, and uh, we've got Simeon Murchison, a true freshman from here in the city. So we we are uh, we're doing our best to to start to cultivate those relationships uh, and recruit those kids. The part of the part of the reality of men's college basketball right now, and especially at the mid major level, is you have to stay old. You can't. There are 24, 25 year olds playing still yeah. playing because of the COVID year. Now they that starts to cycle out after this year, but you can't have an eighteen a bunch of eighteen year olds playing against a bunch of twenty four year olds. It's men. It's men against boys. So and you'll still, even without the COVID, you'll still have guys that, you know, maybe can make some money yet. If they were going to go pro, who knows? I could go. I don't know if I can go pro. I can go to Spain, or I could stay where I am. Yeah. Finish, get my degree, 
you know, make a little money if I get an NIL deal. So it, it, that that's yeah. the same thing. I mean, you're getting old. Yeah. And the NIL will, you know, to Timmy at, at Gonzaga, you know, he would have probably gone pro earlier, but they had no guarantees. And so he probably made more money staying at Gonzaga than he did yeah. leaving. So the, the NIL and the portal changes everything. All right. One more. Um, when, so if, when I do a sports radio show, when I drive home, I don't listen to sports radio. I don't, I don't, I've never, I can't like, cause I'll either get mad that somebody's doing something good or I'll get mad that somebody's doing something bad. And so I don't listen to a lot of other sports talk. How much basketball are you watching outside of your job? Are you able to watch a lot? Do you enjoy it? Is it like, I just did this all day? How much hoops do you watch? Well, uh might be a little different for me because I have to watch so much of my own team and so much of the next opponent. So I'm watching a lot of basketball. Are you going to sit down after a long day of doing that and watch Clippers Suns? Um, sometimes I, okay. I like to watch with my son, um, but I, I will watch, you know, I still have my former assistants, head coach at Queen, some of my former players. I work for Buzz Williams. You know, I have different coaches out there that I want to watch their teams. But, uh, yeah, I would say the older I get, the less the less I do that. I probably, uh, probably am similar to, to your sentiment. <laughs> well, I just like it. Either way, I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get mad that I didn't think of it, or I'm going to get mad that they, they are bad. <laughs> coach Bart Lundy. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks, Bart. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do one more interview. Let's tack it on. I'm going to tack on Danny Vietti. He joined us. He covers the MLB for uh, CBS Sports and runs a bunch of their social media. So I talked to him on the, uh, I was going to say Zach Gell, but I guess it was the Bart Winkler show. We're flying by uh, fill-ins for a while here on CBS Sports Radio. And I talked to Danny Vietti. So that'll come up here in a couple minutes about my crazy proposals where people are very, very mad at me. What's new? Hey, I move the needle. I got hot takes on Twitter. Long are the days where people like locally shit on me. Probably because I blocked them all. But now it's like other fan bases finding me. Phillies fans, very mad. Very mad that I said the baseball season should be shorter. Uh, I did get a couple more voicemails from Matt in the Falls. So I'll play those here. Uh, Short ones, just more reaction to... The show we put out on Thursday. Here's Matt in the Falls. Hey guys, it's me. Um, I, I hear a lot of 
Um, a lot of talk about the uh, WNBA Milwaukee Huskies. A lot of laughter, a lot of giggles, a lot of jokes. Um, I just want to, you know, throw a friendly reminder out there. Um, there's this team called the, the UConn Huskies. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're kind of a well-known women's basketball team. So you might want to go back to the drawing board on the Milwaukee Huskies. Sorry, guys. Love you. That's another Carl's Place voicemail. Um carlovt.com slash Bart. I got these calls. Matt must have been listening around six o'clock. I got these calls around then. It's it's fun putting out a podcast. I talked to a class today at Concordia and I said, it's weird. You know, when you're on the radio and you say something, you get instant reaction. And then when I put out a podcast, I'm getting reaction at 8 a.m., getting reaction at 10, I'm getting reaction at night. I'll get reaction later. And uh, you guys t- keep telling me what I said. I don't fucking remember any of it. One more from Matt. Hi, Bart. Uh, me again. Uh, third voicemail today. Uh, what can I say? It's been a provocative show. Um, I'm just listening to this great idea about um, moving the baseball season around, having it end um, in early September, um, you know, cut down the games. Um, unfortunately, that will never happen because of money. Yeah, I know it won't happen, but I had nothing else to talk about on CBS this week, and I got about three, four hours out of it over three shows, so I feel pretty good about myself on that one. Speaking of, that's what we talk about here with Danny Vietti. That will wrap up the Friday show. It will wrap up the week. We'll be back on Sunday with the postgame show after Packers-Rams, and I'll have a full report on how the in-season tournament played when I'm at Bucks and Knicks. Love you all. See you all. Bye, you all. Here's Danny Vietti. I'm, I've been, I am a baseball fan, but I've been like, guy baseball fan uh, hates. I've been that guy today. Uh, Begrudgingly, I've been that guy. Danny Vietti joining us, CBS Sports. You can catch him on the Wake and Rake pod. Danny, I've been ratings guy. Uh, I have ratings lower than ever before. And with all due respect to the Texas Rangers, I think I do want to start there with you just because I look at baseball, a sport that, man, I just, I remember like, when I was a kid in these early '90s World Series, where 30 million people were watching it, my my neighbors came over, and we watched the game in my house. And like the neighbors were never in my, we were never in each other's houses. We play outside. We were never in each other's houses, but we all got together. It was so big. I just feel like the the spectacle of the World Series is maybe taking a hit. Um, it's not in the zeitgeist as much as it used to be. There's so many things going on in the middle of October. I I don't know. I just don't feel like, and I don't think this is a Texas Rangers, Arizona Diamondbacks problem is the thing. I think it's hard to relate to these teams and these stars because of the way baseball's set up. And also, look, October's a busy month, and I think baseball kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. I think there's a lot that, that go into it. Like, we would probably need more in the 10, 15 minutes or however minutes we're going to spend on this because you can start with like streaming networks. There's more places to get the game. You could either go to YouTube TV where the, uh, the cord cutters are. You can go to the Fox Sports app. You can have MLB TV. There's, there's so many different outlets for watching the game now too. And that, it, it complicates the ratings as well. You kind of touched on, you don't think it's a Texas versus Arizona thing. I, I would play – I'd be a little bit more of a cynic there and say that it did. You know, if we had the Blue Bloods in there, Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, 
Giants, something like that. I think the ratings would have been larger than they uh, obviously were. Uh, but but I kind of want to take a positive outlook on this and say that because the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks, neither of those two fan bases are exactly blue bloods, you know, been around for 100-plus years. That's not the, the, the cases here. Arizona is an expansion team. 1998 was their first season. And then the Texas Rangers now are finally hoisting their first trophy. And those are two metropolises, Dallas, Texas, Dallas-Fort Worth area, and then the Phoenix, Arizona area. Those are two of the largest growing areas in the continental United States. And I, I think that was a real opportunity for Major League Baseball to grow an audience that still has potential to grow. And I'm not saying these two are small markets. We're not talking Kansas City and Oakland here. But these are, are two markets that maybe you grow more of an audience in Prescott, Arizona. Maybe you had more of an audience uh, out in San Antonio, Texas, watching the World Series this year. I think there were areas for potential growth for Major League Baseball because we didn't have the Blue Bloods in the World Series this year. And, and the ratings obviously weren't great, but I do think it was a small sacrifice to try and grow the game to an audience that has potential to grow. Well, and I was hoping that more people would get into, like, I wanted this series to go longer so that more people would start to notice that, hey, this is something worth watching. It, it seems to be then, you know, sometimes it's it's not a straight line, but the further a series goes, the more that you are going to see people like, hey, I got I, I can't miss this. This is game six. This is game seven. Uh, I want to see this. I think that one thing when I compare it to like other sports is in the NBA, let's say you have your favorite team, right? Well, you're still going to you're still going to end up watching a little bit of the other teams, whether it's the. Thursday night showcases or the Saturday night and you know NBA's talked about so much with player movement you're aware of of who's around in the league in the NFL absolutely a game like the Steelers and the Titans whatever I mean there's gonna be 12 million people at least that watch this Thursday night game in MLB because I don't I don't think baseball is a regional sport that's my other thing with this I don't think it's a regional sport I think what happens is for instance I I watch the Milwaukee Brewers I'm in Wisconsin and so I watch the Brewers every day. I watch the Brewers every single game that they play. When do I have time to watch any other team? I only see Texas and Arizona if our team plays Texas and Arizona. They play every day, so I'm not watching, you know, Sunday night baseball or whenever. And I don't like Adolis Garcia, it shouldn't take until game five of a championship series for him to become a star for that to be when we first learn about these guys. So I almost just think like there's so much baseball and people watch it, but by the time, by the time you get to the playoff, by the the meat of the playoffs, the World Series, it shouldn't be that you're learning about these guys for the first time. And I don't think that's like a baseball needs a better PR team problem. I think that's just the fact of what baseball is. Your team plays every single day for six months. I, I think you hit it right on the nose. Uh, I was actually in a. This was a presentation. Uh, my duties over at CBS Sports is running the social media accounts, particularly the TikTok accounts. And one of the meetings I was with, TikTok was putting on a presentation of the best sports marketing on TikTok over the course of the 2022 year. And the first three examples that they used, and keep in mind, this was in that meeting, there were members from the NFL, NBA, NHL. Uh, it, it was a global wide event. And the examples they used was Major League Baseball and what they were doing across their social media accounts and how productive that they've been. So to your point, I don't think it's a lack of trying 
when it comes to marketing and trying to promote these players. I think, honestly, and again, this is the cynic coming out in me, I think baseball has run its course for the most part in the United States. Now, I touched on earlier how Phoenix, Arizona, Dallas, Texas, I do think there are areas for growth. But as a whole, I think it's run its course for the most part. And we've seen Major League Baseball take games over to the U.K., um, once a year, there's a, there's a game in London every single year. And they started to do games a little bit more internationally down in South America. I think that's where the potential is. Not necessarily in the U.K. or Europe. I think Major League Baseball really needs to start thinking about expanding to South America, Mexico, Venezuela, Dominican, Dominican Republic. Because you see these Dominican leagues, uh, the Venezuelan leagues in the offseason, uh, they're packing the stands in December. They love their baseball down there. And I know there's a lot of logistic uh, concerns or, or, or logistic problems to be worked out when you are going international like that. But I think if Major League Baseball, I think the easiest path for it to grow is going to South America or somewhere Dominican Republic or, or somewhere where they can have a relationship because the fans are already invested into the game. Yeah, World Baseball Classic, I thought did a good job. Uh, I was super into that. Uh, that drew a decent number for that time of the season. So there there definitely is room for it to expand and grow. I just, you know, I want to I want to celebrate the World Series and I want it to be at least and maybe it's just the kid in me remembering it as this, it's the World Series and now it just seems like it gets lost in the shovel um shuffle a little bit. The other thing that's been talked about and we will give like I will ask you about Texas at some point. They did win the World Series. <laughs> Congrats to them. I I will get there. Um, but I've been like really, I don't know. I've been really just, I think the playoffs do need to change. Uh, and I know that might be a tired topic, but I haven't had a chance to talk to you in a while. And so I'll bring it up here. Um, I think that right now the baseball playoffs are set up where the advantage goes to a team that gets in that first series and wins. Cause you've played a little bit, you've got momentum. The rest is bad. I get like the rest in theory is, Hey, we're rewarding this team. They won 100 games. Let's give them the week off. But then those same teams are like trying to do simulated games to stay fresh. It doesn't seem, though, like Rob Manfred is eager to change anything. And I think they'll look at this, too, like with what you said. They won't look at the ratings being bad and saying we have a problem. They'll look at, look, we 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 got two more markets that are going to be more into this uh, upcoming season than they ever were before. I just, again, as somebody who watches every game of the regular season, it feels like, is this really the best use of my time if the playoffs are going to be such a crapshoot? And basically, yeah, as long as you get in, sure. But if you win 100 games, is that really any better than winning 84? I agree. I think there's too much rewarding of the wild card teams. I wouldn't necessarily say that the postseason format the way it is. I thought it was kind of a lousy excuse for these top seeds. And I know the players didn't use it as an excuse. It was mostly their fan bases to say that, well, we had a week off and that's why our lineup was cold and that's why we lost you know, so early in the playoffs. Uh, I think there's definitely something to it and there's a correlation. But for whatever reason, Houston Astros never had any issue with getting that first-round bye over the last decade. You know, uh, There's been a number one or two seed ever since they started this new wild-card format. I think it was 2013, I think it was. There's been a number one and two seed in all but one of those World Series. So uh, I, I didn't love that excuse. I, I will say this. 
I, I touched on earlier about how we're rewarding wildcard teams a little bit too much, and that's because I don't love the best of three format to start the postseason. Because I don't think that more often than not in Major League Baseball that the best team in a best of three, whomever wins a best of three, I, I don't consider that necessarily the best team. I think in baseball, because of the depth and the pitching that each team possesses, to see which team actually truly is the best team, I think you needed at least the best of five. So I don't love the best of three to start the series. And you're rewarding wildcard teams by, such as the Diamondbacks, winning 86 games and giving them more of an opportunity because it is a best of three series. I think you needed at least the best of five to try and figure out which of those teams is truly better. And I think the Diamondbacks, are, in particular, were really rewarded uh, with that best of three. I'm not saying that the Diamondbacks wouldn't have made it to the World Series otherwise. I just would have liked to have seen a best of five first round. But what it comes down to is money. Major League Baseball wants the most money, and that's what they're going to look at. If this postseason format did not monetarily, uh, if it wasn't monetarily beneficial for them, I would expect them to try and make some changes. I think what I do like about this World Series and how it played out, uh, not that the Diamondbacks didn't have a great run and you know, really looked like for a while that they could be the World Series champions, Texas went out and like they decided at the beginning of the year or whenever they decided this, that it was World Series or bust. For a team that has not, you know, the drought was so long, 70-some, long time, 70-some uh, years, 60, 70-some years, they decided they want to get a World Series to the point where they were spending money you know, bringing Corey Seager in, bringing Jake DeGrom. Obviously, he got hurt, but then continuing at the trade deadline. Okay, we're not we're not going to slow down. We're going to bring in these pieces. And the fact that, like, I'm fascinated the most by, I think, Bruce Bochy, where this guy was retired for three years. They placed the phone call. He's just hanging out, and they bring him back. And in his first year with a brand-new club, he wins a World Series. So I, I give a lot of credit to teams that, like, there's nothing that, makes me more excited in sports than when a team decides we're going to win the, we're going to win the championship we don't care what it takes and then it pays off for them because they were rewarded for what they did in the offseason especially with Bruce Bochy. Yeah, to start with Bochy, my favorite nugget that came out from from him winning his fourth title is the San Francisco Giants had never won a World Series since moving to San Francisco in 1958. The Texas Rangers had never won a World Series since being established in 1961. Bruce Bochy ended both of those droughts. <laughs> and not to mention the San Diego Padres, who have a historically losing uh, resume. He took them to the World Series. Of course, they ended up falling short in 98. But that, that's something else to add to uh, just Bochy's repertoire. Um, it, it, it truly is remarkable what he's done. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's so funny. I think it's really ironic that Texas did wound up getting on top, especially this season, because midseason, especially toward the trade deadline, the two teams that we critiqued the most were the Padres and the Mets because they had such high payrolls and throw the Yankees in there as well. Such high payrolls and all three of those teams wound up missing the playoffs. And yet, it was the Texas Rangers who had the fourth highest payroll in Major, major League Baseball um, that ended up hoisting the trophy. It, it, my takeaway from that is that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I know that's very, very cliche to say, but a, so many people were slamming the Yankees, Padres, um, Mets for spending all this money and just ended up coming up short and, and, and failing. 
Um, but sometimes the culture doesn't, isn't there for whatever reason, baseball, or sometimes the players that is built on a, on a roster, they don't complement each other enough. The Texas Rangers, for whatever reason, they were able to complement each other and, hey, I'd get platoon systems. And I think Evan Carter was just a, a massive addition midseason for them. So I thought it was very fitting. That, and I was kind of happy that the Rangers ended up hoisting a trophy because there was this narrative that, oh, you can't spend too much money in Major League Baseball or else it doesn't work. And I think this kind of put a halt to that idea. The Texas Rangers breaking a long drought. The next five teams with the longest droughts. The Cleveland Guardians at 73. The Milwaukee Brewers at 54. The Padres at 53. The Seattle Mariners at 45. The Pittsburgh Pirates at 43. Guardians, Brewers, Padres, Mariners, Pirates. If any one of those teams was to break their drought next year, who's the closest? Oh, man. Uh, well, San Diego's kind of in a weird position right now where they're trying to cut payroll a little bit. I, if they hold on to Juan Soto, which it's looking less and less likely, I love San Diego's chances because of the talent that they possess. Pittsburgh had a very strong season. That's despite not having O'Neill Cruz. Maybe they could surprise some people if they could just get some pitching. Cleveland is always there, and they're always going to be competitive. Milwaukee's weird, too, kind of like San Diego in that if they lose Craig Council, Corbin Burns is going to be a free agent after next season. I wonder if they're going to want to kind of do a little bit of a rebuild with guys like Bryce Terang and Mitchell and some of these young guys that they have on their roster. So none of them are sounding super promising to me, but if I have to pick one, I guess I would lean San Diego just because of the talent that they have right now. Danny Vietti, CBS Sports. Uh, appreciate your time. Good to catch up uh, and be well. Enjoy the offseason. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.